Hi, and welcome to the SEO podcast, Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. My name is Chris Burris, one of the owners of EWR Digital. And my name is Matt Bertram. I'm the lead strategist at EWR Digital. Welcome back to another fun-filled edition of our podcast. Uh, this is, well, our numbering of our podcast. This may be approximately 543. <laughs> We're going to get that <laughs> sorted out. <laughs> um, and this is part two. Uh, so we, we want to ask you to go back and listen to part one. What we are covering is Lauren Baker's article, 12 Essential On-Page SEO Factors You Need to Know. We actually covered one through six. Uh, let me just kind of briefly just give you the titles of them. One was eat, right? Two was keywords. Three was SEO writing. Four was visual assets. Uh, and then in the category of HTML, because he's got these broken down in different categories, number five was title tags. Number six is meta description. And number seven is image optimization. But before we get to number seven, uh, we have some nice words from our sponsor. This is from SE Ranking. And they want you, uh, and we want you actually, to go check out their on-page checker. It's in beta. Matt showed it on the last uh, the, on the last podcast. So if you're on YouTube, you can go back and kind of see a screenshot of that. And we have a special discount for you, uh, 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 best SEO podcasters out there, listeners out there. Um, things that you can look at in, in and and that are defined in this on-page checker. Of course, an overall score. So you select the page, you select the keyword, it gives you that overall score. Um, next, the ex page experience, and that's where it's looking at things like page speed, uh, maybe the bump, like if it moves around when that page is loading. Uh, and, I, and I think there's a very technical term for that, which has escaped me at this point. And if you know that, you can certainly uh, add it. Are you talking about like, I mean, like we, what we typically set up is like lazy loading. Um, uh, well, are you talking I'm about talking server about side shift. optimization? Or I'm talking about the shift, right? So oh, where, where it moves when, on the page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Google so, hates that. Google. Yes, Google does. Yes. Yeah. Hate is the correct word, actually. Um, next, you can look at content. Maybe you need more keywords in the content. Maybe you need just more content. Uh, you can look at the media. When we were looking at one particular page, it was showing that some images were in undesirable formats. So you want to visit that. Uh, the URL is the keyword in it. Yes or no. That's pretty straightforward. Uh, and then usability overall. Those are things like the favicon. Uh, is there are there can, canonical tags? Uh, and the best part is you can actually compare your how your page checks versus how your competitor's page checks. There's a way to do that. Oh wait, there's a best best part. Um, you can map out tasks as a checklist. This is kind of like enterprise level stuff. You got multiple people working on a particular uh, uh, project. Uh, users can tag group and leave comments for convenient data organization you're probably interested in what is the special? Like, what? how do I start trying this? Uh, we Typically, you can get a 14-day trial. Just go to their homepage, no big deal. Uh, but if you're interested in extending that 14-day trial to a 30-day trial, uh, then you need to use this link. It's bestseopodcast.com forward slash SE ranking. Uh, and that will take you directly to the serankingcom uh, page that gives you that 30-day opportunity over the 14-day uh, trial. So, so Chris, I, I want to like give my honest review of this platform and basically I love it. Okay. I really love it. And, um, I'm actually going to train our team on it and we're going to start using this as one of our primary tools, uh, going forward. And that's no BS. Like, I think it's a great tool. 
Um, I love all the different comparison options on the uh, on page checker. It's kind of cool. It, it, it gives you a little bit of a graph on how well you're doing. And then that comparison versus the competitors. And certainly if you set up a project, you have multiple people in there and you can um, see, see what's happening and make notes. And the project function on a lot of these tools is, is quite great. Um, but you can see search traffic, right? You can see competitor sites that you're similar to. Uh, you can track the uh, ranking, average ranking of keywords over time, right? And I think that's one of the biggest things that I personally was looking for in a tool is not what is the ranking now, but what is the ranking now? What was it last week, the week before, whatever, to be able to show that progress and to build those reports. And so this tool um, buys enterprise level data. It's updated daily. It's got great search functionality. It's got a great UX. I really like it. And um, I've been using a lot more in the beginning because, you know, everything was in a different place, looked a little bit different, took a little bit longer. And that's why a 30 day trial is important because I think like a seven day trial or a three day trial, it's not even really a trial because you don't have time to like try to engage in it. Right. And so when I started using this tool, I had to like fight myself. I actually had to fight myself to use it in the beginning because I was so comfortable with other tools. I said, ah, I really want to try this. And so I did that. And by the time, you know, I think 30 days is the right, right amount to, if you're really going to try something and engage in it. And also, you know, I don't love uh, trials where they give you like a little bit of access. Oh yeah. You know, they don't, so, so you don't get to understand the full capabilities of the tool. I like, Hey, here, you can try the tool out. Here's the, some of the things we're doing. Here's the stuff in beta. You can see what's going on. If you like the tool, let, let's exchange value for money. Right. And I think that these guys do a great job. Um, it also helps support Ukraine. Um, I would really recommend SEO ranking on spending. So best you know. SEO podcast.com forward slash SE ranking. Yeah. Uh, we'll get you to that 30 day deal. All right, let's jump into this article as well. You know, before we jump into the article, we are going to ask you to do one small thing uh, other than go try SE ranking. We're going to ask you to leave us a review. Uh, We haven't seen a review in a little while. If you could go to ewrdigital.com forward slash review, and that will take you directly to our GMB. We have seen a rate. We have seen a review. We got a BBB review. And he also, yeah. Did you, I mean, Mike Ogg. Oh yeah, yeah, no, we we read that one. I know. Yeah, I mean, but that was a great that was a great review on their business bureau. Yeah, right. And that now home like the home mortgage industry. Who knows like where it's going to be in well, you know, another month. I think the deal flow from what I hear from my private equity buddies up in New York is it's pretty quiet uh, right now. Mm -hmm. So um, I don't know where home mortgages are going, but but I thought uh, we've done a really great job uh, for him growing, expanding his business going into multiple locations and we do need to get some more reviews. We've got a bunch of great clients that uh, just need to hit them up for a review, but also for the podcast. If you listen to the podcast, we actually go leave a review. We've set up uh, social media handles across the board uh, to really differentiate EWR best SEO podcast. We're actually building a team for the best SEO podcast. If you're out there and you love podcasting or editing or something like that, we're actually built, we, we built, we have co-host of, Right. And uh, now we're going to build Best SEO Podcast. And so we're looking to hire people for that. Uh, also, the agency, we're looking for people as well. We all are working remote, even though we do have an office. And if you're good at digital marketing and, well, 
speaking good English, I think is one of the like key fundamental things that we're looking for. So English first language. Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, we have a lot of global listeners. So, um, but if, if you speak well, good English and you know how to do digital marketing, check us out. We'd love to talk to you. Um, but we're also building up the, the podcast and we're looking for people there. So. Oh, excellent. Let's jump into this, uh, Patif to Lauren Baker. Uh, we've had him on, on actually interviewed him on the podcast before, um, Let's start at number seven. So this is in the category. He's broken up into categories of HTML. The previous uh, two in HTML category were title tags, meta description. Again, go check out the previous podcast. We cover those. Uh, regarding image op optimization, uh, we already briefly touched on the importance of visual assets on your page, but now it's time to look more closely at their technical aspects. Here are some tips. Include SEO-friendly alt tags, right? Your target keyword should be in your alt tags. Choose the right format and file size for fast loading. Customize file names instead of using something like IMG underscore 08759. By the way, I, I did a Google search on that just because I thought it would be interesting and it was just <laughs> a bunch of random stuff. And, and of course, this article, uh, the images from this article came up. Uh, ensure your images are mobile friendly. That almost goes uh, without saying. And we'll talk a little bit more about mobile coming up. I don't know if you've got anything to add about image optimization. Yeah, I do. I I was, uh, I think I post. Anyways, um, yeah, image optimization. What I would tell you is uh, image optimization really works well as far as image SEO goes right now. Um, optimizing images in the correct format, the load times, uh, really important from a speed standpoint. I think the number one thing I see on sites mm -hmm. is that the wrong images or uh, too large of images are uploaded to the site and that's what's slowing down the site. So I would say if I looked at 10 sites, seven of them would have images uploaded improperly or the wrong format uh, or not above the fold. Um, images are really, really important for engagement. Also custom images. I would say that try to stay away from stock art or try to move away from stock art. That's why we started a videography uh, team uh, a couple of years ago. We're award winning regard. Um, we're also building custom images for our blogs and we've seen uh, those images rank a lot better. If you think about it, you got this blog over here with awesome content. You got this blog over here with awesome content. You got this blog over here with custom images that no one's seen before that are unique and engaging. And then over here, you got stock images that people have seen maybe multiple times uh, on other sites. Which one uh, is going to give a better perception, more high-end perception, as well as engage someone longer? So infographics, great way to uh, take some content uh, to put it together to keep people engaged on a page. And so we've certainly seen that on the blog posting side of things is uh, how images and SEO go together. They're, you know, image SEO, right? So yeah. use alt tags. Um, but yeah, I would say images are really important. Yeah, a lot of image Titles, searches yeah. all that are, ha are happening now. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, so eight is, uh, and Lauren calls it geotagging for local search. Uh, we might just call local optimization, um, local SEO. It may be a global economy, but most business is still done at the local level. There are three main SEO tactics to consider when focusing on local traffic. Uh, one is optimizing local listings and citations, including name, address, 
and phone number. We always call that NAP. Uh, web yep. URL and business descriptions using third-party apps and getting reviews. Uh, reviews certainly very valuable. And when you're doing Google local listings or local listings in general, you do really want to make sure your NAP is exact, right? So the address on every one of these local sites the, where you get the citation is exactly the same. You want that continuity. Um, so next is optimizing your local content, including accommodating for near me searches. And then finally, optimizing and building links with other local businesses and organizations. Uh, include the name of your target location in your keywords and put them in your content wherever they fit. Uh, anything else to, to, to talk about in terms of what uh, Lauren calls geotagging? I think that local SEO, we've like beaten that dead horse. Like, so hard. <laughs> um, no, uh, I think that local SEO, um, based on where that map falls on the page, is taking more and more search traffic away from national SEO. And so certainly it depends on what type, what type of searching people are doing of what they're looking for, whether it be a local business, like maybe a restaurant, right? Versus maybe a roofing company. Maybe you're not going to search Google and you're going to see it in the maps and you're going to like just click on it and you're going to buy it. But emergency plumber or plumbing company near me or something like that. It depends what the search is uh, and how that person finds it, right? And if people need something quick or they need something close by, apps are great and they show up higher on the page. If people are really doing their research when they're going to buy a big ticket item, they still do significantly. I think it's like 30 searches or something like that before someone on average buys. And so, um, but man, local, local, can be a huge difference and you got to get in that three pack and there's actually a lot more things that you can do we actually have a service that that focuses on that and we're really good at like brick and mortar businesses but uh nap nap citations um certainly ranking for those near me terms um uploading the images um building links making sure that uh what what like filling out the products filling like filling everything out filling out the services filling out the times uh, all those things make a difference, right? Because if you say that you're not open, right? And I, I actually, we have a chiropractor that's open on Saturdays, okay? And he has a lot of people coming on Saturdays, but he, he doesn't want it open on his GMB. Well, why is that? Well, he said, I don't want people coming in, new customers coming in. On Saturday, I want to have a bunch of people come in and be able to knock them out quickly or crack, mm. crack their backs quickly. I don't know what the right word is, but adjust them quickly. Yeah. And he, so he's open every Saturday, but it's not showing on his GNB. Well, he doesn't show up when he's closed, right? But also if he's not at his office, Google's not going to show him. So there's just so many different factors to start ranking on the GNB side. And it's actually a different platform. That would be the last thing I would say. It's actually a different platform. It's a whole separate search engine that's wrapped together with national search. And you should be treating it as such. So the algorithm is very similar, but it's different. It's not the same algorithm. And there's things that you should do for your GNB that you wouldn't do for national search. There's uh, certainly a lot of overlay, but it is a different platform. And you should remember that when you're doing SEO for it. So, All right. I'm going to give a pro tip for those of you who are listening. Ooh, on, I want a pro on, tip. On YouTube. Matt started this section saying, talking about beating a dead horse as it relates to uh, Google local, right? 
And to my recollection, we really haven't had a podcast on Google Local in quite some time. So what you should infer is that at the team at EWR Digital, Matt is talking about Google Local regularly to the point he considers it beating a dead horse um, because that's how valuable it is. So uh, that's just the pro tip. In well, order. I've been writing a lot of I've been writing a lot of articles about GMB. I yeah. guess I've been focused on it quite a bit, and we're doing a lot of multi-location SEO. We have like something like two hundred GMB local accounts. So it's like right now, yeah. I guess I am talking about a lot. Yeah, of no, no. I think it, this this is this is the behind the scenes. Like, pay attention. <laughs> this would be a great time to pay attention. All right. So next, the next section is a, a website architecture. Having a well structured website is important. First, a website laid out in a logical manner will be crawled more effectively by search engines. Secondly, it will create richer user experiences. And we are always talking about as long as you provide a great experience to the Google user, Google will look favorably upon you. Uh, so his first one in here, so this is point number nine, is site speed. A clunky, slow-loading site does more than frustrate and drive away visitors. It actually hurts your search ranking too. He mentioned a search engine journal where they took a deep, where, where they took a deep dive, uh, confirming that load time has an impact on SEO. Uh, you know what minimum speed your site needs to meet is constantly changing. Uh, it can currently be met by meeting Google Core Web Vitals minimum threshold. Uh, there are st several steps you can take in meeting that threshold. One is enabling compression. Two is reducing redirects. Three is, and we mention it again, optimizing images, and then finally uh, leveraging browser cache. Now with browser cache, that kind of automatically makes me think about CDN content delivery networks. Those are pretty easy to integrate. If you're on WordPress, it's almost trivial. Um, that's another way that you can help, uh, help, help your page speed. And that's really important. You know, it's funny, Chris, when you, you know, the title's website architecture. And when I think website architecture, I really think about the navigation, the site map, how it's all structured, uh, not thinking as much about, well, the tech stack and how everything fits together. Now, I have seen a number of websites recently that people are putting multiple builders on the site. Um, there was actually a site that was using a plugin to customize the font on every page on the site, like a custom font. Wow. So think about, think about how long that that takes to load. Every single piece of text is a custom font that's run through a script of a plugin on a site to make it look a certain way. I was like, I understand that this looks good, but it takes 26, 26 seconds to load your site. Wow. There's really nothing very heavy on it. We got to get rid of this plugin. I need you to find in your brand guide or something uh, like a brand, like a, a font that is acceptable, but we should not be using a plugin to write all font. Yeah. That sounds like a disaster, a very, a very slow disaster. Um, all right. So next, this is number 10 is responsive design. Uh, mobile now accounts for more than 56% of all internet usage with tablets contributing another 2.4%. Uh, Google followed the logical path and began to prioritize sites with responsive designs and mobile search rankings. That was their mobile first initiative. 
Uh, Google strongly recommends sites have a mobile version. So what should you do? <laughs> you should have a responsive design. I don't know if, if there's much more to say about that. Well, you know, one of the big things that I'm seeing too is when you're designing sites, you know, there was the .m, right? That was a big, big deal for, for a long time. But now yep. everything's a lot more responsive. But also you have a lot of different size monitors now. You got curved large monitors, different angle size monitors. You got tablets, all that sort of thing. But also people are designing things for different sized monitors. And what's happening on the SEO side, but you need to pay attention is it creates multiple headers, right? And it creates multiple images that have to be loaded, which slow down the site. So it's really better to design mobile first and also uh, using a responsive design that you're not customizing certain sections too much or it's going to slow down the site quite a bit. Yep. Get that responsive design done properly. Uh, next, number 11 is URL structure. There was a time way back when when URLs played a large role in SEO. But Google, doing what it does, changed the algorithm and was once what was once so important to rankings now plays a much smaller role. However, there is evidence they play a role in a site's initial ranking, and some professionals believe they, uh, they're used to group pages. What that means is that while they shouldn't be your top SEO priority, you don't want to ignore them. Again, that's URL structure, using your keywords in that URL structure. He's kind of referring to the, the days of yore where the actual uh, top domain had a significant impact on, on placing for a particular I keyword. Well, I, I certainly think site architecture or website architecture does still play a significant role. Yeah, uh, I think in the anchors, right? It's I'm not sure if it's anything till the very the very last part, right? The very the very last subfolder still does make a difference, in my opinion, from what I've seen. And um, really, if you're using fancy uh, folder organization of services or locations or products or whatever and you're calling it like fancy stuff google doesn't really know what it is and if google can't trust it if it's not uh creating those signals that are easy to understand it's gonna not want to rank it as much if they if there's something out there that has more trust so actually the simpler you can get knowing that it's an algorithm that it can group these things together and you know, oh, here's press or here's uh, services or here's locations, it's going to be way easier. If you call it something else, um, Google's not always going to know. So they, I think they even have a set of keywords of service areas, locations, like all the kind of similar terms that it groups together because it's trying to grab and understand what's going on with the sitemap. And you really want to think about a balanced sitemap and if you're going to do one thing over here, do the same thing over here. So I've, I actually had a website today. I have a new client we onboarded. And um, in one area, it had it was going after commercial and residential, right? So it was a drop down. It was like commercial or residential commercial, right? And under, a, a, under, under a service section category. Well, then next, it had service and residential as two separate areas and then it had drop downs in each of those. So from a content organization standpoint, it was like you organize it this way over here, but then you organize it a completely different way over here. I'm not saying that that's necessarily bad, but 
if you're thinking about how to lay out a site structure where it's simple to understand, it's easy to crawl and everything is relatable to each other, you want to use the same logic throughout the site. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and so that's where, where, where things are nested under what from a URL structure and, and certainly things that are right off the um, direct domain are going to rank higher, but you probably want to put, for example, like blogs, you probably want to put them in a blog subfolder. So Google knows that those are blogs because if they're tied directly to the, the, the main URL and you have all these different blog tiles, Google's going to be like, what is this website about? I don't even understand. And so I, I think, yes, grouping information is incredibly important, but if you're not grouping information important, you're making Google work harder. And if Google's working harder and it doesn't really understand what you're doing, it's not going to rank you as well because it doesn't have as much trust into what you're doing. So while I think it doesn't, the keywords being in uh, maybe the whole uh, anchor is not as important uh, how it's laid out certainly is. The whole URL. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we that brings us to number 12. Again, 12 essential on-page SEO factors you need to know by La Lauren Baker. Uh, the final one is links. Uh, remember Eat from way back at the beginning of this article, which would be the last podcast. Go check it out. One of the best ways your website can well, establish expertise, authority, and trust. Yes. Is through links from other reputable websites. Yeah. Uh, there are three main types you need to know about for SEO. Internal links. And I think we did a podcast. If it wasn't entirely on internal links, it was like three quarters on internal links. Uh, the beauty of internal links, it is the thing that you have 100% control of. So make sure you do it right and do it right. You don't have to depend on getting a link back. back. Um, you also have control in, in internal links or on page links. You've got control of the next one, which is outbound links. So in internal links, anything that links to a page inside of yours, outbound, anything that links from your website out to another page. Um, it, it, it's, uh, also known as external links there. These are the links that point to a site on a different domain, like this one pointing to Google SEO page. He had a link in his article pointing to the Google SEO page. And then finally in, so we got internal links, outbound links, and finally inbound links, sometimes called backlinks. These are links from other websites pointing to your page of the three inbound links are by far the most important, right? You have the most control over the internal links, but the inbound links are by far the most important. They provide the biggest SEO benefit. But beware, not all inbound links are helpful. Some, especially those coming from link farms or forum posts and guest books, can be fake links intended to cheat the ranking system. If you don't disavow these, they can actually tank your rankings. Uh, so, so that's links. Well, so let, let me, I, I have a lot to yeah. say on links. I don't know how much I'm going to say on this podcast, but I have a lot to say about links. What I would say is we actually should do a podcast next on AI automation, okay, on these writing tools. Um, AI is becoming, in every aspect, is becoming more involved in, well, every industry, including SEO. Uh, AI writing tools are really hot right now. I think probably people want to know a lot about what's going on with those. Um, so I think we should do that. But what I'm telling you is people are using AI to write all these tools and they're pretty good. Okay. And Google's not able to tell the difference just quite yet of AI writing tools versus human writing tools. And it's trying to figure it out. And what I'm starting to see in some like mastermind groups and, and forum groups and stuff like that is um, 
this writing so good that Google's now starting to throw its hands up and say, like, we need to go back to like inbound links of yeah. value, right? And that's how the whole core algorithm was initially built. They were leaning, they're really heavily leaning more towards content here recently and UX and stuff. And, and links have kind of taken a back seat, but that's how the organ, that, that was how the algorithm was built. That's how Google like made itself Google. Is, yeah. That was the difference, right? Pay that's, drink. Pay, pay drink, right? And, and, and so, well, you know, that's changed a little bit, but um, what I'll tell you is they're, they're, I think they're going back to it. They're going back to the, the, the tried and true. And this is that pendulum that always swings. Um, outbound links are really important. You want to build kind of a bow tie of linking to other uh, high authority stuff. And then you want high authority stuff to link to you. And that's going to look natural. You don't want weird links from weird places come to you. All these kind of spammy links. You can use tools like SE ranking to see all the different backlinks. There's actually a backlink report that you can run. And your backlinks need to um, be relevant to you. And a lot of people are using these like parasite links and a lot of like black hat stuff off of like blogspot.com or there, there's a lot of different ways to do it, but it's not working. Um, SEO, I, I talked to a couple of people that know that SEO algorithm really, really well the other night. And it was interesting. It was like, yeah, there's no free lunch anymore. Like you just have to do good work. Yeah. And, and some people have resorted back to doing black hat stuff because they can't even rank. Because the amount of work that you have to do to rank properly is you have to have a massive team. Like we have a massive team. It takes like a whole village to do SEO right. But outbound links, you don't want to give away too much link juice. Uh, inbound links, absolutely. You want to you want to get those. There's a lot of things that you can do to do that. Even PR is something that we're doing a lot more of that is super important. But I have ranked sites and I believe you can still rank sites with quality content organized properly and using internal links because you can create enough signals that again, if you get good customer, like customer journey or, or UX UI, basically if people are taking the positive actions when they come to the site and they're doing the things you want to do and you've thought through some of those things, you, you don't need as much trust from other sources, right? Cause the data is the data and it's really about how the customer interacts with their site when you get there. And if a lot of people are all in the same like threshold or, or category, you need a, you need a, a, a tiebreaker or a vote breaker and that's that external link. But if you can just stand out above the rest on the user experience and you have great dwell time and people are taking actions and they're not clicking backwards and uh, the user experience is good from the site load, all things that you can control, you're labeling the anchors to link to things that make sense. You're not, you're, you know, you don't want to use your link equity, spraying it all over the place. There's, there's a lot of things that you can do just in what you can control to rank sites, especially in minimally um, competitive sites, but even in really, really competitive sites, if your, um, you know, on-page data, as far as what that user does is so much far better than anyone else. Google's going to rank you because it always wants to show the best results possible to that question. And so if you put a lot of thought into content and to where it's laid out and how it's all connected, you know, and, and then there's other people, right. And I, and I see it and I can see like in footprints, just people are jamming like millions, thousands, if not millions of links, 
to sites and just trying to overpower it. And um, I guess it's a quantity versus quality because there's a lot of really high quality placement links that you can get and you can, you can craft a, a really nice link profile without having links from everywhere under the sun from, you know, yeah, I'll just stop there. So <laughs> links, very important. And, and that wraps up the 12 essential on page SEO factors. At the end of the day, search engine optimization boils down to one thing, finding the best way to provide valuable information to searchers and ensuring your website is at the top of the search. SERPs, search engine results pages. Uh, start, start with what you can control, carefully evaluating your current site for weaknesses and opportunities for growth. Just remember, SEO like Tetris is never done, uh, but keep reading, keep working, and you'll get the results you deserve. And I'm going to add to that, keep reading and keep working, keep listening uh, to the SEO podcast, Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing, and uh, and you'll continue to find value here. We're just happy to be giving back uh, to the SEO and internet marketing community, uh, and that's given so much to us. Anything to wrap it up, Matt? Well, I think uh, definitely remember we're sponsored by SE Ranking, and yep. go check it out. Um, SE Ranking has put together a special offer for us, so bestseopodcast.com forward slash SE Ranking, uh, and you'll go there. You'll see our little cover of our podcast and you'll get that free 30 day offer. I would really encourage you to do it. I know some of the other tools out there are not updating. Maybe their keywords, uh, like they're, they're pulling their data, not, not as regularly. Um, you know, there's a lot of new innovation that's coming into the space and a lot of building that's being done. And so if you're frustrated with any other tools that are out there, I would encourage you to go check out SE Ranking because it does do a lot of really cool stuff and it's really on top of what's happening in the in the industry. So check them out. Also, if you're interested in growing your business with the largest, simplest marketing tool on the planet, the internet. <laughs> call AWR Digital for increased revenue in your business. Our phone number is 713-592-6724. Uh, we'll be happy to get an internet marketing expert on the phone with you, deliver value from the very first point all the way through as you continue and, to be a long-term customer. And I would say if you just go there and set up a consultation, uh, actually get it on the calendar, um, calling in right away, we certainly do have people manning the phones, but... I would say get something on the Just calendar, put your website in there. Uh, that will give people a little bit more time to uh, understand what's happening and can provide more value to. We do want to provide value in every call and uh, get a good discovery call with us. Check it out. If you want some consulting, if you like what you're hearing, SEOpodcast.com does have a one-on-one -on -one consulting uh, option where you'll get me or someone on my team and you'll get an hour of our time and you can go check it out. It's paid consulting. But if you have that burning SEO question that is specific to you and you want to get that answer, uh, send it in to us or uh, go sign up for some free or sorry, some paid consulting. This is your free consulting. This is one <laughs> value away. I'm going to do like a mastermind. I think Chris, uh, people have been asking me to do that. Um, bring people in for a day, uh, maybe use our office, a nice office, uh, bring yeah. people in, um, go through some of the uh, SEO case studies we've had, really uh, lay out where the industry is, what's happening, what's working, 
maybe pro problem solve uh, for people with specific issues. Uh, I, I think it would be cool. I, we used to do some of that kind of stuff before COVID. I'd love to get that going again. So get, get people back in the room again. Yeah. All right. Well, we want to thank you. Thank you guys for making us the most popular SEO podcast, one of the most popular internet marketing podcasts uh, in the known universe. That is because of you. Thank you. Uh, we will ask you to do one last thing. Share this podcast with three people that you would think uh, would be interested in. Maybe it's a business owner. Maybe it's a fellow SEO or um, maybe it's just that geeky neighbor who likes to hear stuff about marketing. <laughs> Please share that. And until the next podcast, my name is Chris Burris. My name is Matt Bertram. Bye-bye for, for now. now.